Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Hello, Canada. Happy Monday. Welcome inside the RP Show. Your favorite daytime sports talk show is on the air. That's Canada and the USA. We're coming at you live on the Game Plus Television Network. As always, WQEE Radio in Atlanta, podcast and streaming. Uh, I am your host, RP, here live in the South Florida studio. Darren Moose DuPont is flying this ship on a DuPont Media production. We haven't done this for a while, Moose. We ask our viewers and listeners to stick with us. But you know what? So far, we're on the air. Great work by the Game Plus crew, Jeremy and the gang, and uh, Ryan down there in Atlanta. And we're ready to rock and roll and talk sports for the next two hours. How are you doing, man? Great to see you made it back to Toronto safely. Yeah. I yeah, appreciate I appreciate that. that. You know what? You know the what? And the sun is out. So it's gorgeous, so it's gorgeous beautiful, beautiful. And, uh, and um, it's good to be back. It's good to be back. And exciting, and exciting week ahead. Week ahead. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, where's my, I don't have any breaking news today. We're coming out of the weekend with a lot of things to talk about. I laugh because Serena just said to me this morning, she goes, what's the topics? What are you guys going to be talking about today? And I said, three main themes here. Going to be talking. It's our Grey Cup week. Grey Cup week. We do it every year, obviously, our Grey Cup special. And uh, we're very excited about that. That'll be our first topic here in the Quick Six Show topics. And then, uh... Obviously, Chris Knobloch is the new head coach of the Edmonton Oilers. I've got Hurst take on that as the biggest Oilers fan that I know. And, of course, Connor Bedard here taking South Florida by storm, Hurricane Connor. So I, I guess because it's a DuPont Media production and we don't have the vices of Jordan, the director, do you have any funny sound effects or anything to hit the quick six show horn? Or should I come up with it, Moose, or what? Yeah. I didn't ask for a, for a duck call. <laughs> Dung. Okay, the quick stick oh, show topics. Away we go, everybody. Oh, I'm on my sports update. Hang on. We're going to start with this because, as I listen, I know a lot of you NHL fans want to talk about the Woodcroft news. We're going to get to it, but hang on. As I said, it's the Great Cup week. We're CFL people. It's the biggest week of the year. And the analytics show, we've been doing this long enough. This is our biggest, most viewed week of the year great cup week so we're going to start with that number one point one the great cup matchup is set the winnipeg blue bombers will take on the montreal alouettes in the cfl's championship game this upcoming sunday they're saying next sunday but same thing winnipeg took the west title 
with a 24-13 victory over the BC Lions Saturday night at IG Field. And the Alouettes stunned the first place Toronto Argonauts 38-17 for the Eastern Crown. Hamilton will serve as the Grey Cup host. I've got several offshoot topics off that, Darren. I just want to ask you, what was your Saturday like? Like, I watched every snap of the Toronto-Montreal game. As you know, I was on pins and needles. And while I love pinball and I like the Argos, I love Cody Fajardo and I like Jason Moss. And uh, that's who I was rooting for. So I was very happy to see, see Montreal pull it off. And to be honest, I'm calling it the biggest upset in CFL playoff history. And I see some nincompoops are writing that that's not the case. Three down nation. I don't care what they think. 16 and two team being toppled for just the second time ever with a larger margin of loss. The numbers show, Darren, it's the biggest upset in playoff history. And the yeah, but crowd is out saying, yeah, but your guy Cody had nothing to do with it. Yeah, but it's because of the nine Argo turnovers. I'm saying, yeah, but Cody can't hear you. He's on his way to Hamilton. So I'm, I'm pumped, man. I'm in it. <laughs> biggest upset ever or what? Oh, it's pretty, oh, it pretty big. Like, we did not, like, see, we did this not see this coming, honestly. Like, look, we like, talked here, talked here last, last week and said, and said anything's possible. This is why you play the games. And, yeah, look, look, um, people are blowing up my phone saying, hey, you picked Montreal. I said, well, let me be clear. Let me be clear. I picked Montreal to beat the spread in Deal or No Deal. I didn't know if they would actually beat Toronto. But, you know, obviously I was calling the Hardy Cup on Saturday and wasn't able to watch this. But we're checking our phones. And I'm doing and I'm doing the game with Doug McLean, with Doug McLean and Justin Dunk with two big CFL guys too, and I'm like, are you guys, are you guys, are you guys seeing this? Like, like it was, oh my god, oh my god, six, six, another one, another one, and like, and like it was shocking. It, it really shocked. was. It really um, was. Um, it was. It was. It was wild, was wild and everybody was talking about it. Well, uh, Chad Kelly, who will probably win most outstanding player in the CFL, just completely came unraveled in the game. It was his worst game as an Argo, maybe probably his worst game as a pro. And well, we can spend a lot of time on this, but we have a lot of things to get to today, which, by the way, Serena offered to come on, but it was not long before the show. And I'm like, ah, we got the show planned maybe later on in the week. And it is our Great Cup week. And she watched every bit of the game with me right beside me, even though she's not the biggest CFL gal. But our poll question is related to that for Key Auto Group. And at the Key Auto Group, you can buy with confidence knowing that they provide reports on all vehicles they sell. Get fully informed about your next vehicle by going to keyautogroup.ca. The poll question is simply this. Who are you cheering for in the Grey Cup? And I apologize, I don't know which one it is. Is it the 110th, 111th, 109th? I'm not sure which one it is. We'll figure it out by the end of the week. But 72% of respondents, Darren, saying they're cheering for the Montreal Alouettes. I think that's the prairie factor that don't like Winnipeg. I'm okay with it. Clearly, I'm cheering for Montreal. Who are you voting for? <sighs> it's a tough one. Really it's a tough I'm one to vote probably for montreal too just because the i'm gonna vote story. probably for montreal um, too so just because the underdog story yeah. um so for that fact for yeah montreal, i think but rooting stories on both sides montreal, but there's good stories on both sides uh they're telling me that there are uh, audio and video issues so they're working on it i know that that is not my department now now hopefully you can hear me okay is there anything that you need me to do moose on this DuPont Media production, you good? No, you're no. good. 
You're good. You're good. If okay, there's good. a bit of an echo, there's we'll a bit of an echo. We'll figure out how to fix that on the fly. Okay. It all seems to be fine. It's 110th Grey Cup. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Jeff the Stamps fan. Thank you, Bombers 1985. The 110th Grey Cup. And thank you for saying that because I would rather say that than the 2023 Grey Cup. The 110th Grey Cup sounds so much better. Now, I saw this coming out of three down, which I go to it multiple times a day. Mike O'Shea, the head coach of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, had an issue apparently with the games being played on November 11th on Remembrance Day. And to be honest, I was a little surprised at the reaction I got from a veteran friend of mine, because on this, I am not a veteran. I've worked very closely and do still work very closely with the military on recovery coaching for them, their PTSD and uh, substance issues. I didn't, I was surprised by this because on Remembrance Day, I texted every single one of the veterans that I've worked with and soldiers just to see how they're doing, thank them for their service. And I asked one, and I will re- he will remain nameless, but I said, how do you feel about the games being played on November 11th? Because I asked Serena, and she was like, I want to think about it for a bit. And she goes, well, the NHL's playing. And I said, I don't really have an opinion either. They certainly properly observed Remembrance Day in the CFL. My guy, a veteran, says, I hate it. He goes, it's not the first time, and it did not go over well then either. It's disrespectful to our veterans. The CFL did try to mitigate it with a small ceremony at the start of each game, and the start times were late enough to not directly interfere with the actual services. The games could have and should have been played on Sunday. Sure, but what happens? Is it not next year that's going to be November 11th if they were to move them to the Sunday? To me, it happens. And I'm surprised at his stance because a lot of military people will say, we fought for the freedom to do what you choose. They fought for the freedom to do what they choose. So I don't personally have a problem with it, but I'm not a veteran. I'm just interested what your take is on that, how you would answer it. It's a great question. Great question. Um, Um, But you're right. They played Hockey Night in Canada. But you're right. They played Hockey Night in Canada on Saturday, on November the 11th. For years. For years. Um, Um, I think... The fact, I think you know, you the fact you know them. you need to I honor like them. The I like the idea of let's not play in the morning. Let's not overlap, let's not overlap a ceremony. Let's play later, let's play later in, the day. in the day. I think that's okay. I think that's okay. Um, I wondered. You know, um, I wondered. You know cap. about our hardy cap. If it would give us an opportunity to, I don't know, make the hardy cap um, later. You know, instead of being you know right at one o'clock Pacific time. You know, give us a chance to go to a ceremony and then go to the game. I would be in favor of that, but not playing games all together on the same day. Um, no, I'm, I'm totally cool with that. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. 
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Writes in and says, uh, if O'Shea had a problem with it, take a real stand. Words with no action is cheap virtue signaling, Mr. O'Shea. Reminds me a little bit of the CFL Players Association complaining after the game in Calgary. Was it Thanksgiving Day Monday? About the air quality. If you were that upset, you shouldn't have taken the field. Now, that's just our opinion. You, you, what have, I've said this the last few weeks in my commentaries and so forth. If you have that strong of an opinion, state it, plant your flag in the ground, and then move on. They're either going to listen and you'll have an impact or you won't. So good for O'Shea, but I'll say to anybody that has an issue with it, you better not just be slinging crap at the CFL because you think it's the thing to do. You better have, take issue with the NHL. You better take issue with U sports. You better take issue with the NBA and college football because it was Veterans Day in the United States as well. So for that reason, I don't have as many problems as others do. I'm staying out of the comments for now, and I'll continue with what we do here because the warm-up is for Darren and me. Point two, before we get to the order thing, is simply what a wonderful weekend. Death, taxes, and Connor Bedard. Those are the guarantees in life, Darren. Connor is not going to let you down. Four points in Tampa on Thursday. Two unbelievable goals in Florida here Sunday in sunrise in a 4-3 Blackhawks loss. But I'll tell you a little funny story. I took a friend with me a sponsor of the Cats and Bolts podcast, Scott. And he's a Chicago fan. He's from Chicago. And I said, I bought these tickets, Scott, specifically in the lower bowl, because he's a sponsor of our show. That's what we do for our sponsors. So it's the att attack zone twice for Chicago. We'll see Bedard even more. And he's like, you can do that. Don't tell me you planned this. I'm like, I planned it. But the thing was, I don't know if you saw the goals on the highlights, Darren, but Bedard's first on that tight angle on his right wing beating Bobrovsky was the greatest goal he's ever scored. And I've had people blowing up my phone going, Rod, did you see that? Are you there? I'm like, am I there? I was 50 feet from it. I specifically bought this ticket for this reason. Of course, Scott, he's not a real hockey guy. He's from Chicago. He's me. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm going like this. And they didn't have play the replay because it's the visiting team's goal. You know what I mean? They don't do that. And that annoys me, but whatever. They showed it 18 million times on the TV networks. And people are like, you really think it's his best goal? And I'm like, yeah, because it's against Sergei Bobrovsky. Not some junior goalie from Prince Albert on a Tuesday night. And then he went on to score another one on his off wing and handcuff Bob. And then now, I skedaddled up to the press box in between periods. Serena was up there. All the hockey guys were milling about, crapping all over Connor's defensive play. And you, I don't need to tell you where she stood on that. And I was like, they didn't draft him to play defense. He finished the night plus one. So I don't know. Did you see the highlights? What was your take on that? Because I know you didn't oh my. What? Of course. That goal that he scored, he stripped the guy and 
short side. The reason it was so good, and I don't know if I can put it as his best ever, but it's, it has to be up there because it was showing defensive play. He stripped the puck, and it was all instinct. Like, it's not like he waited and picked his spot. It was a zick, zick, up top goal, you know? Like, it was such a hockey play where your you're just instincts take over, and I don't think most players could have pulled that off. No. I just don't think they could have. Go follow Cats and Bolts on Twitter and Instagram, and you'll see Paul Maurice, the coach of the Hurricanes, talking about what Bedard did. He was just like, this guy's going <laughs> to score a lot of goals that way in our league. He's, he's never seen anything like it. By the way, I know the CFL fans have come here to talk today. And that's what we're going to do. This is the warm-up. We're just going through the weekend. I get it. James in Borden, Manitoba writes in, and he says, Blue Bomber derangement syndrome is running wild. I'm not sure exactly what he's referring to, but I'll agree. I'll agree. But I'll say this. It's very nice to see Montreal in the Grey Cup for the sake of change. They haven't been there in 13 years, as we all know. Love to see Joe Burrow walking into the Bengals game yesterday in the Alouettes jersey because his dad played for him. And for Winnipeg being their fourth straight Grey Cup trip, I don't think there's national fatigue on that story because uh, they were so bad for so long. And I mean, really, really, really dreadfully bad. The Winnipeg Blue Bombers. So I don't have a problem with it. I'm waiting for them to throw shade at me this week because that's what they always do. That's the Bombers using me for cheap clicks. I'm okay. I'll allow it. But we also have a lot of hockey fans here today, NHL fans. So this, these are the themes today. Grey Cup, Oilers, and we'll get to NFL. But point three, Jay Woodcroft is paying the price for the Edmonton Oilers' poor start to the NHL season. He's out as head coach after spending parts of three seasons with the team. Chris Knobloch of Imperial Sask, glad you asked, has come in from the American Hockey League's Hartford Wolfpack to take over the team. He previously coached Connor McDavid in the OHL in his junior days. Now, we got two minutes before we got a break here, and that two minutes ain't going to cover this. But for the Oiler fan in the house, I just said to Serena before we went to air, can I just clarify you're okay with the firing of Woodcroft? She's like, yep. And I said, in the firing of Knobloch, she's like, I, I don't really care. She just felt he had to go. And that's why, Darren, we're going to need more time because this morning I was listening to NHL radio. And you have to understand, it's a life. For CFL fans down here, we're kind of like, with this show, what NHL radio was for me. There is no NHL coverage, so you listen to these guys. And they're like, okay, Connor McDavid, we hired your agent as our de facto GM now, Jeff Jackson. We brought your buddy, Connor Brown, signed him in free agency. Now we've brought your junior coach, Connor. And I'm like, why are you acting like he's a spoiled kid? Although he's not scoring at the clip that you'd want, he is far from the problem in Edmonton. Everybody's the problem in Edmonton. And I find it a little ironic that Woodcroft departs as the winningest all-time regular season coach in Oilers history. That, to me, is flipping hilarious. Um, and, hey, listen, I listen, I just opened the can. Darren, we got a break. I'll get your thoughts when we come back and a little more on mine, okay? It's a DuPont Media production. It's going just great. On the way, by the way, Mark Stephen, the voice of the Stampeders, and Jermaine Franklin from TSN. We are live on Game Plus, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Yeah, you're right. RP Show continues on this Monday. It's episode number 1119 of your favorite daytime sports talk show. And I can see everybody's getting all excited. So we'll come around all your comments. We're coming out of a very busy weekend 
with a lot to talk about. And before I go any further, I just want to thank you, Darren, for the opportunity to host this show because I have so much fun doing it. So I appreciate it. That dawned on me this morning. I wanted to wear it in front of all and sundry, all of the world, to thank you again for this great opportunity. Okay, you're good. Come and move on. Yeah, we are great. Okay. For those that just tuned in, some of the topics, the Great Cup matchup is Montreal-Winnipeg. That was our very first topic. 72% of you saying on the Key Auto Group poll you'll be cheering for Montreal. Should the games have been played on Remembrance Day, November 11th? Mike O'Shea has a problem with that. Um, I don't, but a lot of veterans do, and I say you better be taking that up with the NHL, NBA, college football, and U sports, all of whom played as well. Junior hockey, that's it. I'm a CFL guy now because they sent me a football and some hats. So I will always have the CFL's back. Uh, and we talked about Jay Whitecroft being fired. We'll come back on that as coach of the orders. And uh, we got all week. Everybody's woo It's our great cup coverage. We got all week to get into the games. So just chill. Uh, point four, walk-off field goals, comebacks, close games. Sunday was filled with competitive action across the NFL, just the way the league wants it. Five games ended on game-winning field goals in regulation, the most in one day in NFL history. Two teams overcame deficits on their final drive. Eight games were decided by four points or less. The Texans, Cardinals, Browns, Seahawks, and Lions each won on a field goal as time expired. The previous high in a single day was three. Cleveland and Arizona were trailing before their kickers won it. Seattle, Houston, and Detroit were tied before their decisive game-winning field goals. Point five is Hockey Hall of Fame tonight. I'll say it again. I put it in my 10 things column. I don't care anymore. They ruined it. Sorry. And point six, randoms, which includes the Hardy Cup, and uh, I'll be addressing that in our sports update. So let's bring Darren back in, who's not just co-hosting, but he's also producing today a DuPont Media production. And thank you, Game Plus, for your help in bringing this to the audience today. Uh, the orders firing Woodcroft. Did they hire the right guy in your mind? I don't know. I mean, they had to do something. I thought the win at Seattle might have bought them more time, bought uh, Woodcroft and Dave Manson more time. But, again, I don't know if we'll know if it's the right guy or not. At the end of the day, it's the players that have to step up and play and, and find a way to win. For Chris Knobloch, he obviously, we talk about the relationship with Connor McDavid being his junior coach. He's a great coach. I mean, he's not around this game and coaching in the American Hockey League at a high level of professional hockey if he's not a good coach. A lot of good coaches. But can he relate to this group and get them going? And I hope so. I mean, if you, you're going to see the players. You talk about it where, um, did you call it the dead cat bounce? You know, when they hire a new coach, is that the same reference, right? Where they'll play really well right away out of the gate like a, a coaching change typically comes with a boost in energy from a group so yeah they beat seattle and maybe they're back on the right track but um the move kind of felt inevitable even though i think most of us know that coaching wasn't the issue well I, people they need to understand something i know these guys i mentioned earlier chris knobloch is from imperial sask and i don't care anymore i'm going to tell you what i think and what i know he was doing an outstanding job as the head coach in Kootenai, and I believe got screwed by the owners and the general manager there. Nothing major, but there was something along the lines of, if you don't give us a commitment, Chris, it was in the offseason, because I think he'd been offered a job elsewhere, was interviewing elsewhere, you're out. 
if you don't give us by July 1st, your commitment for next season, you're out. He didn't give the commitment and he was out. Lost his job and ended up going to the OHL and then working his way up through the minors. And now sexy's back. Chris Knobloch, he's an NHL caliber coach. And it's funny because with the Rangers, people forget it wasn't that long ago. They fired everybody. John Davidson, uh, the general manager, the head coach. Wasn't that long ago, right? And and he was in Hartford as their American Hockey League coach, Knobloch. Everybody thought they should have hired him, but they didn't. Everybody knows that he's NHL ready. And McDavid loves him. So, again, they're giving McDavid everything that he needs. But I don't feel like McDavid's the problem. Ron writes in from Calgary on the Sober Carpenter text line, 902-518-3033. Ron says, as I've said for years, Edmonton Oilers still one of the worst run organizations. Ron, just tell me, please, where you're putting the flames on that. But you mentioned... You know, the orders last week and uh, Jack Campbell being demoted and then they still lost in San Jose. They rallied to beat Seattle. Ken Holland, uh, the general manager, saying the decision was made to fire Woodcroft before the Seattle game. And how sad is that for him? Dead man walking. So did they hire the right guy? I don't know. I like it. Uh, did they need to make a coaching change? I guess. I think overall, you said it, they 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 publicly embarrassed Jack Campbell, the popular goalie on the team. That didn't make a change. You're not going to get rid of your stars. Who's next? Woodcroft. So we'll see where it goes from there. Len writes in on the text line. He says, hey, Rod, how about a shout-out to the Saskatoon Hilltops and their 23rd Canadian National Junior Football Championship after defeating the West Shore Rebels 17-10 on Saturday from Len Hilltop alumni, 1974. I do sit there and go to Gordie Howe Bowl in Saskatoon and look at the 23 championship things on the front of the press box there. And I'm like, do you guys ever get old to you? Like, really? But I say congratulations, but I'm like, I'm tired of it. Uh, Kirk from Toronto writes in. He wants to know, he goes, hey, I'm just going to read this verbatim. He's watching on Game Plus TV right now, Moose. Sober Carpenter text line 902-518-3333. Hi, Rod. They are not going to crap the bed. Are they, Moose? Chad Kelly did nine turnovers. What a terrible, horrific, pathetic performance by Kelly. His terrible day likely killed a growing, fragile fan base. Okay. This is what a lot of you came here for today, the CFL analysis. I saw that narrative. Get this huge crowd, and then they crap the bed. I worked in sports a long time. It does not guarantee on the ticket a win. It, not, not that I've ever seen in, in the fine print <laughs> when I bought the tickets. Now, we did get a great game with the Panthers and the Blackhawks on Sunday, but there was no guarantee of that, that the home team was going to win. So we are 27 minutes into the show today, and I'm almost ready to shut it off and because I'm tired of bitching. The bitching, not my own. That's uh, why we love sports, man. I didn't see it coming. None of us saw it coming. That's why the playoffs are a different beast. But you are the more football guy than me. 57 days between games that mattered. You can't tell me that wasn't a huge factor for Toronto. Well, yeah, it absolutely was. It You know, when it's for real, 
And, you know, you're playing with the pressure of if we lose, our season's over. That changes things. You're not playing loose and free. Um, and, you know, Chad Kelly made mistakes. And it's not like he hasn't played for 50-something days. He's been playing football. But now it was all on the line. And the trip to go back to the Grey Cup, it was, uh, it was tough. And he vowed, you know, to let this to sit with him and be better next year. But now you got to watch the Grey Cup. And you're not going to defend it. And that's tough. That's why you play the game. Yeah. Uh, dabbling back into the comments here. Ah, the rumor out of Winnipeg, uh, Adam Big Hill, torn Achilles. Not sure for sure where that's at. I, the Bombers have not made a statement that I've seen, but that would really suck going to the Grey Cup. I mean, let's be honest. I was going to, before we went to air, where did I put my phone? Look up if we have a point spread yet for the Grey Cup. Where did I put my phone? Here it is. See if Bet Regal's got it out yet. I mean, injuries aside, which has never said no betting odds maker ever. Injuries aside, what do you think is the point spread, Darren? Uh, the point spread it has a lot to do with injuries, right? But what do you, what's your read on the 110th Grey Cup? And who's going to win it? Sprinkle of Jesus? Going to hit the donut box or what? <laughs> yeah, I am... Um... My read is that you're probably going to see Winnipeg come in as, as four and a half or five and a half point favorites. Maybe seven five and, and a half, half points. Seven and a half says Bombers 1985 and also the Bet Regal app, which you can download directly from their website. Seven and a half. Okay. So I wasn't sure if because it was a championship, it would be a little closer um, than it would be normally in a regular season game or a playoff game. But um, seven and a half, it's because everybody's going to punch the Bombers, right? They don't give Montreal much of an opportunity. And we'll know what people are betting by where that line goes throughout the week. If that line swells to eight, eight and a half, that means all the money's coming in on Winnipeg. So it'll be fun to watch and see what the, uh, the public is doing. Bet Regal is our official betting partner. And again, they have the Blue Bombers installed as 7.5 favorites in the 110th Grey Cup. Sign up today for free and bet Regal and get playing. Betregal.net. Um, okay, I got to just walk it back a little bit. I love the audience participation today. It's our Grey Cup week coverage. It's our most viewed week of the year, every year. And uh, Darren will be at Grey Cup. I will not because of commitments in the United States of America. But everybody's okay with that. This is where the CFL fans come to talk this week. There ain't no doubt about it. B. Henderson of Winnipeg writes in and says, uh, I bet Ryan did, but he wishes he can go back to week 17 and start Chad Kelly against the Bombers in hostile IG field. That's just you puffing your chest out and peacocking, B. Henderson. Starting Chad Kelly would have had nothing to do with anything. Nothing. What To me, what that performance on Saturday said two things to me. One, overall as a team, they hadn't played a meaningful game in two months. I guess Sean Lemon had talked, or um, who was it? Somebody had brought it up to one of the TSN panelists that was discussing it. Not Sean Lemon one of the Argos players, that it was going to be a factor. It was already in their head. But how do you explain, Darren, what Chad Kelly did? Because he was 
B A D. I don't know how you explain it because it is so out of character for a team that won 16 games in the regular season and a player who may be the CFL's most outstanding player. And then to put together that, um, it's unfathomable. But that's why we have things like any given Sunday. Or that's why we play the games. Because it can happen. And that group in Montreal, it was them against the world. They were playing with house money. They were playing with nothing to lose. And it showed. Um, it's a team. I don't want to call it a team of destiny or anything. Yet, but, man, to knock off that Argos team like that in Toronto in front of that crowd, that's a statement. Yeah, well, a lot of people logging in, a lot of people tuning in now to miss, uh, they miss what we've been talking about so far. It's the first day of our Grey Cup week coverage. We've already been through the Oilers firing of Jay Woodcroft. We've been through Connor Bedard and his unbelievable efforts here in Florida. We're talking CFL here. When we come back, Mark Stephen will with us be with us. By the way, has he is he with us, Mark? Is he logged in yet? It's a dude. Uh, looks like he's uh, in and ready to go. He's in and ready to go. Okay. Um, we got a lot to get to, and we will put these to Mark when we come back. Um, he's the voice of the Calgary Stampeders. Leanne in Regina writes in. She says, 16 and two Eskimos in 1989, lost to the 99 Rough Riders in the West Finalists. The biggest upset for me, but it happens when you clinch early. That was an 11 point margin of victory in 1989, and this was a 21 point margin of victory this past Saturday, two days ago. To me, it stands up as the biggest upset in CFL playoff history, Montreal winning it and going to the 110th great cup, but we'll put it to Mark when we come back and maybe yes, not maybe definitely some flames talk to. We'll be right back live on the game plus television network, WQE radio, do the key radio and streaming. All right. The RP show continues the first day of our great cup coverage. And our very first guest is the longtime voice of the Calgary Stampeders, Mark Stephen, who joins us from Cowtown in advance of the 110th great cup. And uh, Mark, we have a lot to get to, but not a whole lot of time. So let me jump right to this. You heard what we were talking about before the break was Montreal's win at Toronto in the Eastern final, the biggest playoff upset in CFL history in your mind. Not even close. It was a big ah. one. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> Uh, yeah, not even close. A big one, though. I don't want to pretend otherwise. I mean, the, the biggest one to me was Saskatchewan v. Uh, Edmonton in 1989. And then, you know, there's others. The Stampeders were upset in 2016 in the Grey Cup by a sub-500 Ottawa team. Uh, they also, uh, back in 2001, the Stampeders knocked off a very full of themselves Winnipeg Blue Bomber team. There were seven games difference in the standings there. So you certainly have got to put uh, that up there. But no, it's, not, it's really not close because it was in the sense that it was a division final, not a great cup. Okay, well, thank you for the food for thought. I remember all those games and that Winnipeg team in 01. Didn't they win like 14 straight games in the regular season? They were extremely cocky, weren't they? Oh, they were full of themselves. And the day, that, I, I don't want to pretend I have any great insight into this, but I remember because the Stamps played after that, they were driving around the field. They had champagne in the, uh, you know, all over the place, smoking cigars. I guess they wanted to win the East and qualify for the Grey Cup because three hours later in the Stampeders dressing room, I just remember Wally Buono saying, celebrate this tonight, guys. But by the time we get up in the morning, we got work to do. So, it was it was a part of the achievement, not the whole achievement. Winnipeg of that year seemed to think getting to the Great Cup was the achievement. So there you go. Yeah, well, I had, 
listen, you and I are wordsmiths, not mathematicians, but does it not mean anything to you? The 16 and two Argos falling by 21 points. I mean, oh, math yeah. would tell you that it, I, to me, it is still the biggest and I'm a Ryder fan. Yeah. Well, whatever. I just uh, simply say that it was a, it was a big upset. I don't want to pretend otherwise that, uh, you know, Toronto got ahead of themselves maybe a bit and Montreal has been coming on very strong during the course of the year and they dominated Toronto. I mean, I didn't see that. I didn't see Montreal winning to be blunt, little, never mind, uh, you know, a situation where the Toronto Argonauts would fall so heavily, but uh, no, I, I, it was great, uh, great effort by Montreal. Let's give them all the credit in the world. They rattled the uh, Argos and the Argos just couldn't uh, get anything going. Their offense just stopped, uh, you know, and all the those interceptions, uh, you know, the continues his amazing season. So no, it was a, a very big season uh, by Montreal, especially down the stretch, winning five in a row, then two playoff games and now going to the great cup. Uh, what was your, what is your assessment of the Western path to the great cup? Calgary didn't get there. I don't know if they'd given a better fight than the lions did in Winnipeg on Saturday. What do you think of the Western road? Well, it just looks like Winnipeg's really good and uh, continues to be good. And uh, exactly how many more of these games they've got in them, I don't know. But uh, they looked very good, very composed. Uh, you know, all aspects of the game, especially the defense, looked very good. And, uh, you know, they're just the better team. Uh, we saw them two weeks ago, and they're, they're kind of a, a team that has a lot of depth, and they showed it. So uh, they're full marks for it. There's nothing mysterious. I thought... Uh, actually that BC had captured the wave and was going to go in there and win. Uh, so I was right that one road team was going to win, just not the one I picked. So it's uh, but no full mark to Winnipeg and, you know, BC played uh, about as well as they can. And, you know, the fact they lost a couple of their uh, real established veterans didn't help, but uh, Winnipeg's just better. Let's just uh, lay it on the line, despite a great showing by the BC lions. So do you have a game matchup breakdown in your mind for the 110th Grey Cup, how this is going to unfold? Well, certainly, uh, let's uh, remember one thing last about last year's Grey Cup that Toronto did win. One thing they really did is they brought pressure on Zach Caleros that he hadn't seen all year. And that's one of, it's not the only reasons why the Blue Bombers couldn't really get going. So to me, if that rejuvenated uh, front four of Montreal can start to harass Winnipeg early, I think that could make for a very interesting game because that's what got Winnipeg off their game last year. And, uh, you know, certainly the addition of Sean Lemon, the addition of Darnell Sankey has really bolstered the team. I'm talking about Montreal's defense. So if they can get on and rattle them early, I think they have a chance the way I see it, though, otherwise, man for man, I just have to say that Winnipeg's the better team. You just said that we all went about Toronto, too, this mm -hmm. past weekend. I oh, mean, yeah. Montreal's I won seven in a row, and they're not apologizing for anything. No, I don't need to. No, right. they... They came in and played well. Let's give them credit. Uh, they went into a, you know, Toronto had a fabulous crowd, a boisterous crowd. They were quickly taken out of it with that early interception. So, no, no, I, I agree. Uh, certainly, uh, I would have said all the same things about Montreal, but, uh, uh, you know, their opportunity to go in there and win. But uh, they did. And, uh, you know, let's give them credit. They're, they're the team that's probably caught the wave right now. Thank you, Mark. Analysis, please, of the Calgary Flames to this point in the season. Well, pretty disappointing. Uh, you know, it seems that uh, they just can't get anything together. Um, you know, struggling. Uh, goaltending, I guess, has been pretty good. But all other areas, uh, you know, I know Jonathan Huberto struggled. Nazem Kadri is just getting it together. But, uh, you know, it's a struggle. They just haven't uh, developed any consistency whatsoever. Uh, I do worry now that the trade uh, issues are going to start to overwhelm the team. I know Zadorov 
uh, <laughs> terrible timing, but nonetheless, he gave his trade request. But there's many more where that comes from. They've got to act on these things. They can't keep waiting for deadlines such as, well, we'll see how they start the season. Well, we'll see around Christmas where we are. Well, we'll see what's going on at the trade deadline. There's no guarantee they're going to get stuff done. So they're going to have to address these issues and address them ASAP because it threatens to overwhelm the season if people start to have one foot out the door, as Zadorov clearly does. Not that you haven't known this your whole life, but I find the glare on the flames suffocating. No different than any other Canadian market, but it's like last week they win two games, Mark. You don't hear a peep. But then they lose in a shootout of Toronto, and it's, we need a rebuild. Zadorov wants out. We suck. Blah, 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 blah. Like, it's just, <sighs> let them breathe. Like, it yeah, would be very well, hard. I think it would be hard to operate in that. Oh, yeah. I can't imagine it's any different, though, in a lot of markets, though. Uh, you know, Vancouver, it was about as negative as it got last year. One year ago today, it was about as negative as it got. I mean, I'm glad I'm not in Edmonton. At least they won on Saturday so they could land the plane in Edmonton. If they didn't, I don't know where they would have gone. So, no, I, I don't consider it any different. Uh, it's tough. But I think the cold facts are people are tired of being in the middle. Sure. Well, well you that... want people to care, yes. Yeah. But do you not feel that it impacts the way the team is run? Because it's very similar to that with the Rough Riders in Regina. That fan angst permeates management. It does. Does it? I guess to a point, yeah. You'd have to think, uh, yeah, sure, they'd have to hear what's going on. But I think they're well aware that, you know, they've got a lot of uh, big issues to deal with. They're a team that's permanently stuck in the middle of the NHL, uh, never truly awful, but never really a threat either. So, yeah, I, I mean, sure, it permeates. And, you know, the, the seats haven't exactly been full for every single game either. That's that's an issue, too, that they've got to deal with. Still good crowds, but, you know, they're in the lower tier of uh, attendance and capacity. So does it permeate things? I guess so. But uh, anybody that signed here or came here knew that coming in. So, no, I'm, I'm not especially worried about the uh, level of scrutiny and pressure. It's a sign of passion. No, it's fine, but I think you're getting what I'm saying. But they are refusing to say the R word, mm -hmm. ownership, management, and we, you know, what I'm talking about, rebuild. Yep. Why is it such a swear word there? Because they have seen and have themselves done it, crept into the playoffs, and had some success. Is that a, a sustainable formula? The answer is no, but they think if they get in, anything can happen. So, you know, is the goal to be eight or better? I guess it is. And that's where they are. And that's where they try to be to, you know, just get in, do enough to get into the playoffs. And, you know, it has happened. The teams have just slipped into the playoffs and won for that matter. That's what they did in 2004, which is now a generation ago. And, you know, Daryl Sutter with Los Angeles did the same thing. And there's other teams that have done it and won a couple of rounds, but it's, it's not really sustainable, but that's, that's the mindset. Like it or not, that's the mindset. I appreciate the explanation. I think you're 100% bang on. Mark, good to hear your voice. Great to see your face. Enjoy the week and enjoy the 110th Grey Cup. Yep, should be a lot of fun. We'll see if uh, Montreal can continue their remarkable run. So let's let her unfold here. Awesome. Thanks, Marcus. A uh, Thank little you. hockey talk in there brought to you by Common Crown Brewing Company, turning your everyday common beer into a unique and exceptional experience. Visit commoncrown.ca. They are located 28th Street Northeast in Calgary. We'll be back with a sports update right after this timeout. You are watching the RP Show on the Game Plus Television Network, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Okay, welcome back, everybody. We are into very quickly 
We are very quickly into the final segment of hour one. It's as always going fast, and it's been some fantastic CFL and NHL talk today. That's what we do. Those are the primary topics on the RP show every day. And before I get into a sports update, quick check of the Sober Carpenter text line. You can always reach us, or at least during the show, at 902-518-3033. Sober Carpenter, non-alcoholic craft beers, proud partners of the RP show and sponsors of our text line daily. Brian and Hudson Bay Sask writing in regarding the Oilers coaching change. He says, good morning, Rod Squad. Glad to see Glenn got to keep his job in Edmonton. He's talking about Glenn Gullitson. He says, good Hudson Bay boy. Happy for him. But I must say the Oilers a bit of a tire fire. Now the consultant to the owner is an assistant coach in Paul Coffey. Yikes. Go Owls. Um... This is, take note of it, very rarely do things go according to plan. And today they are. I wanted just a few roaming themes. The 110th Grey Cup, the Oilers coaching change, and maybe a little bit on Connor Bedard. And it's been exactly that. I'm about the only guy talking about Connor Bedard, but that's okay. I just love having the ability to Go to these NHL games live. I know you people in the major markets. Ding. Don't. What's the big deal, Rod? I've never had it my whole life. So I thoroughly enjoy any time you get to go to an NHL game. It's an honor. Some guy wrote me yesterday, Zach in Calgary, actually. And he goes, what's it like, Rod, sitting down in the stands as opposed to the press box? Did you enjoy it more? I'm, I'm just happy to be in the building. Literally. Put me in a broom closet and I'm happy. Anyways, sports update. Uh, Wide receiver Sam Davenport hold in a last-second touchdown as the UBC Thunderbirds staged a late comeback to beat the University of Alberta 28-27 and win the Hardy Cup on Saturday. Moose called it. Quarterback Garrett Rooker went 27-35 and threw 378 yards in a dramatic win. So congratulations to the UBC Thunderbirds. On the East Coast, St. Francis Xavier is the Atlantic University sports champions for the third season in a row after a 34-23 win over the Bishop's Gators in the 2023 Loney Bowl. Quarterback Evan Hillock threw for a 51-yard touchdown pass as the Western Mustangs beat the Laurier Golden Hawks 29-14 Saturday in the Yates Cup. And in Quebec, the Montreal Quebec beat Laval Rouge d'Or in a low-scoring affair, 12-6, to claim the Dunsmore Cup. Curling, and our good friends from Curling Canada want you to know Team Saskatchewan beat their Prairie rivals to win the 2023 Canadian Mixed Curling Championship on Saturday in Swift Current. Saskatchewan, led by Sean Meacham, beat Team Manitoba 6-4 to secure a chance to represent Canada at the 2024 World Mixed Curling Championship in Aberdeen, Aberdeen, Scotland. What is it about Aberdeen, Scotland? They get all the big curling events. It must be the greatest party town, Moose. Something about it, man. I don't know. The win capped an 11-game winning streak for Saskatchewan. Our sports updates are brought to you daily by Common Crown Brewing Company out of Calgary. They know the best beer is the one that's earned. Check them out, 28th Street Northeast, right across the street from Overtime Hockey Lanes. How about that? And uh, also brought to you by Landmark Cinemas in theaters now. 
Five Nights at Freddy's. Can you survive five nights? The terrifying horror game phenomenon becomes a blood-chilling cinematic event as producer Blumhouse brings Five Nights at Freddy's to the big screen. The film follows a troubled security guard as he begins working at Freddy Fosbear's Pizza. While spending his first night on the job, he realizes the night shift at Freddy's won't be so easy to make it through. Dun, dun, dun. Five Nights at Freddy's in Landmark Cinemas now. Hour two on the way. Moose rejoins, and we'll turn a lot of it over to you, whatever you people want to talk about. Plus, TSN's Jermaine Franklin will be with us as well. We're live on the Game Plus Television Network, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. 